All right, now that Javi is done uh, screaming in my ear, and if he starts doing it, I will mute him. Okay, he got muted. But uh, uh, anyway, so today is the 53rd episode of the Fresh Jams podcast. Of the Fresh Jams podcast. And uh, we're going to be talking about the Zack Snyder cut today. And Ew, um, four hours of nothing. No, nothing that's that's nothing not true. Four hours of shit. That's not four true. Four hours of like a dark ass filter, and then just. Okay. That is not entirely true. Javi, shut up! You didn't even watch the movie. You put a dark filter on a lot of stuff. Well, okay. It's a filter that's going to make everything look sad and depressing. Well, not... <laughs> just one. Well, not only was it a filter, they also, like, made the screen a, a cube, so... Oh, yeah, why the fuck? Okay, honestly, what is it with people making cinematic movies... You have the you have the full area of a sixteen by nine television. You know, you got the full area, and people are just like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm not going to use the whole screen. I'm just going to use parts of it. Well, you, you, know, you know why that was, right? At the movie theaters, while we're recording it, because originally it was like, because in the original, like Josh Whedon cut, they're like, okay, we're only we're gonna like exclude the top and bottom parts of the screen. So there's black bars. And then Zack Snyder's like, oh, you think that's retarded? Let me show you this. And is like, okay, let's put it in four by three. Because, you know, everyone's going to be watching this on their CRTs from fucking 1994. <laughs> no, okay, okay. You know, you know why it was a cube, right? Th- think about it like this. So he because almost didn't get to Zack make... Zack Snyder's mentally ill? To make it more shit. No, no, no. It's because, think about it. And Compared to having a huge screen, a lot more CGI when you could just do... A little box of CGI because one, he, they didn't no, have that no. much money. Let me finish. One, they didn't have much money. And two, no, Javi, you didn't even watch the movie. Every time you say something, every time you say something, I'm going to mute you. You got muted. Minecraft isn't 16 by 9. The Zack Schneider Justice cut is it? So that's one point to Minecraft, zero points to Zack Snyder Justice League. All right, but anyway, I'm going to get into the actual movie because, you know, it's four hours and I don't want to be here for four hours. So, um, yeah, I I have five pages of notes here. Uh, so that's pretty nice. They're filled to the brim. So we're going to go through this pretty quickly. If you have anything to talk about, uh, just peep in it quickly. So anyway, so we see uh, the very beginning of this. Nope, not even on the right page. So we see the very beginning of this uh, movie starts off because it's broken in to like eight parts. Because there's the there's the prologue, six different parts, and then there's the epi- epilogue. And so anyway, epilogue basically st- no yeah no the prologue starts with uh, uh, the de- the death of Superman from Batman versus Superman, which we've seen before, and we see that when he dies, we see we see that when he dies, there's a there's an echo of his voice leaving. And so we see that this technically awakens the mother boxes, telling Steppenwolf to come to Earth because now there's nobody really to stop um, Steppenwolf and Darkseid from coming to Earth and basically just killing any anybody and everybody. I mean, that's exactly correct. Like, there was a scene in the movie later on where Superman's not around and they try to go one-on-one with uh, Steppenwolf and they just get fucking destroyed. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you ever thought about it, why did they kill... Like, why did Zack Snyder kill Superman if they're just gonna bring him back in the next movie? Like, that's kind of redundant. Like, I, I didn't. I've because never. They wanted to have like a dramatic death of Superman moment. But why well, did I mean, you? It probably would have worked better if we'd seen him in more than one movie beforehand. I mean, we've seen him in two Honestly, movies, think but about still, it, it would have made more sense to do like, uh, to do like a Superman movie, maybe a Man of Steel sequel, then Justice League, then kill him. Yes, that would have made a lot more sense. Like, we've at least grown a bit more attached to the character instead of just having him show up in one movie, commit mass property damage, and then die. <laughs> yeah, that, that that makes no sense. But uh, anyway, so we see that... Uh, what makes no sense? We see that Batman Bruce Wayne realizes that Superman really held the world together. It was like his glue. 
So that like leads into later in the film where they got to go res- resurrect him. So we see that Wonder Woman and Bruce are looking for more members of the Justice League. And so these are actually some of the members that we've seen from the LexCorp footage from the previous movie uh, in Batman vs. Superman, which contains scenes of Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. So, yeah. I don't, know how, I don't know how this man got that information or videos, but he did. So we're going to take him at his word that he, quote-unquote, didn't illegally steal all of this information. Yes. Okay. He's a fucking criminal. Do you think he really cares at this point about, like, a legally attaining I mean, security camera footage? I don't know because in Batman versus Superman 1, when Superman was in the courthouse – he peed in a jar and gave it to the judge, and then he also blew up the courthouse. So yeah, it's it's kind of out. He's kind of out there. No, he was not hydrated. <laughs> How did he have that much yet be so dehydrated? <laughs> okay. So anyway, so we see that Batman goes to basically Iceland to go see Aquaman and slash Arthur, but uh, he's Aquaman basically just says no fuck off. And the most annoying part of this film. Besides, whenever Wonder Woman's doing something and she just like, we just hear it like singing in the background. Like, no matter what Wonder Woman's doing, she's doing singing. But, um, there's just a lady that is singing like a Norse song or whatever it, what it was. And it was yeah. annoying as fuck because it was literally like three or five minutes straight. There, there were, there were a lot of scenes like this because, well, because part, part of it, well, like part of the new version is, yeah, we're getting a bunch of like new interesting scenes that were cut maybe for the wrong reasons, or we're getting like a bit of new story. A lot of scenes are also cut from movies because they're really boring and slow down the pacing. <clears throat> you know, there's there's like a reason why something like the woman singing was cut in the cinematic release because it's boring and slows down the pacing. Yeah, like there's there's one scene where I was watching the movie, and I, I'm like, oh, is this gonna get somewhere? No, it, it never got. To, it was like literally like. 10, 12 minutes of Alfred arguing with Wonder Woman how to make tea. Like, that that didn't affect the movie at all. But anyway, so we see Lois Lane is dealing with the grief of Superman slash Clark Kent being dead. You know, that was her fiancé. But uh, now she's being alone, and now she's we find out that she's not going to work anymore. I mean, I guess she clearly doesn't have a Netflix account. But anyway, so we see that every morning she goes and gets coffee, obviously from Dunkin' Donuts. She grabs the Charlie. We see that every morning that she goes and sees the Superman monument, which was made. So was it made at the end of Man of Steel? I don't know. I just like how they ironically have a statue of Superman. Yet they. I feel they would have done it after Batman v Superman because after Man of Steel, doesn't everyone hate Superman? No, everybody just doesn't really care about Superman. But he, he gets subpoenaed for a court hearing. No, that was in Batman versus Superman. That was at which was after Man of Steel. Yeah, it's so it's very like, it's very confusing like, in Zack Snyder's. But at what cost? Yeah, it's very confusing. Zack Snyder's very confusing. But we see anyway. There's a there's I think it's after he dies is when they build the monument because also there's like. Oh wait, no, I I and I want to say it's after Man of Steel because there's like. A wall of names, which is like the Vietnam Wall that they have in New York, but on, on the wall of names is just the list of everybody that died during the attack of General Zod from Man of Steel. So maybe they put up the wall and then the statue. But anyway, we see that Lois Lane goes and see the statue every day at the beginning of every morning, and we see that the there's a cop there, some beat cop in a car. So it's called Jerry the cop. But anyway, this is actually Mark McClure, who is the old Jimmy Olsen from the old Superman movies. So I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. But anyway, we see that Stefan Wolf arrives at the mascara for the first mother box. It's a pretty sad moment between uh, him and the Amazons. Uh, his new look is amazing. I would like to say that compared to his other one. Does look nice. Like I like his armor. It's like alive in some moments. Like it moves. Like there's one scene where he's talking to Darkseid on like his Play-Doh uh, statue, and uh, he actually like goes on his knees in front of Darkseid, and as he's like backs up. And trembles in fear in a sense, and he kneels. His whole armor just like basically just comes off, like it just like goes and like is the armor on his body or I don't know. It, it goes it goes somewhere, probably up his ass, probably like from his ass. But uh, yeah. So we see that he gets the first uh, 
mother boxes. He basically just kills majority of the Amazonians. So that's pretty like, nice. Speaking of the fight between him and the Amazonians, like the, the one bit where the queen was trying to like rush out of like the fortress mm-hmm. and they were like smashing down the stone walls to trap everyone inside. Mm-hmm. She really just sacrificed like 50 odd warriors for nothing. Oh, can I just mention that she like trapped herself in there and Stefan was trying to get there like that one, like those different stone walls. He literally arrived through the ceiling in a boom tube and on the ceiling, it's very open. Yeah. It's just like metal that's stopping him. Like if he were to like move the metal with his giant, like, like, axe it would be gone and he could just like jump out from the top but no let's make stone walls to stop yeah, let's just trap everyone in here let's make a lego indiana jones level for him <laughs> but anyway so we see that there's we see that uh wonder woman is wonder woman's mother shoots the arrow of artemis as a warning sign to wonder woman of what is to come and she she gets the arrow one day because i like it like basically sets because it's a fire arrow, so it basically burns up this whole uh, old Greek uh, temple. So Wonder Woman goes down in the temple and she puts that. Like ironically, there's like a little pivot area, like on a secret door for the arrow. So she goes in there. She like reads up all of like Dark Side and all that. But anyway, because she basically just tells like the history of it all later in the movie. So we see that someone, uh, someone's. Okay, so anyway, we cut to a scene where someone's boat's about to sink. And like I guess in like Iceland up there, I guess like the Atlantic Ocean or something. And so Aquaman saves him, but uh, we see that Volko, who was played by William Defoe, who also plays Green Goblin in the old Tobey Maguire Spider movies, comes to talk to him about coming back to Atlantis. So if you don't remember, in the Aquaman movie, um, Volko was the guy who trained Aquaman as a kid, and so we see him again in Aquaman. But this movie actually does a lot well, all the because ki- it's four hours long. So you need to fill in like those extra two hours with a lot of stuff, and I mean, no, from you don't. <laughs> if he's but anyway, this movie does give a lot of stuff that uh, uh jo- that Josh Whedon didn't give like the reason why Aquaman didn't want to come to back come back to Atlantis, which this kind of proves he goes he didn't want to come back because they didn't even want him. So like, what's really the point? I mean, I, I get that, but the, like it does a lot. Like the whole like origin to Cyborg gets cut out of. The original Justice League movie. You just see like a giant like automatic uh, toaster and you're like, what, what is this man doing here? But uh, anyway, so we see that uh, Stefan was at a strong, strong, okay, was this stronghold in Russia? Because when I was watching the original Justice League movie, I was confused. I and, think it's just implied to be somewhere in Eastern Europe, kind of like kind of like Sokovia. You don't know exactly where that is, but you know that's somewhere in Eastern Europe. Because there was like a really cheesy scene where he's saving this weird family that nobody gives a shit about. Like in the movie, it like p- keeps panning to that family in the old in the Justice League, and I really don't give a shit about that family. I'm here to watch heroes. Not this well, family. It, it's not TLC hobby. Name, I don't give a name shit. Name me one person that cares. Name, name them. Do it. Um, Josh, he cares so much. But uh, anyway, so we see that uh, on there's like this wall, like this just random like slab of cement, which I'm gonna call play doh dough, because whenever uh, Stephen Wolf gets a mother box, he sticks it in there and it just like melts itself in there. But also, like, on the top of it, I guess it's, like, whenever he's talking to somebody, the metal transforms into, like, that person. So, like, he goes to talk to Desaad, which is basically one of, uh, so, how it used to be, because we find out that all, Stephen Wolf used to be Darkseid's right-hand man, but then some, he did something to betray Darkseid. We don't find out what it was, but, uh, Steph, and he got booted down, like, as, another like i guess second or third general i don't know and desaad came up and stole his spot but also another person that's one of uh, dark sides firsthand mans is granny goodness which we do see in this film granny goodness is just a you know an old lady a granny uh that basically trains all of dark sides army the parademons and all that so that, i mean we see her later in the film but we see that um he, he's doing this to conquer Earth in the name of Darkseid so he can come back to home. He really just wants to come back to home. And, I mean, there's a scene where 
dark side ba- i mean where the side basically says no eat shit man and it's kind of sad for dark side i mean he, he even sheds a tear stefan wolf even sheds a tear i mean that's kind of sad but a uh, moving on he, what you, you'll hear mass genocide but look at him cry yeah He's i know <laughs> but anyway we see bruce is working on the flying fox who's just a giant uh bat plane i mean okay i guess but uh no one can seem to get it to fly but uh, like eventually in the film cyborg like just touches it like starts flying again but uh that's obviously relates to one of his powers is he could do whatever the fuck he wants with technology like there really is no boundaries like if he wanted to start a war by accidentally shooting a missile from one person to another he could he could and like nobody would know so i mean like i was thinking about this and i'm thinking about so after the events of Justice League, is like the government gonna come in and try to claim Cyborg as as their own, so nothing happens? Like they did that with the Sokovian Accords and Avengers, and I mean none of them could like start a nuclear war because they didn't have access to everything besides Tony Stark. Like this Tony man, could, like <laughs> this man could just be having a bad day and go, you know what? Fuck that. We blow up the world. Yeah, he does. It's like you know what? Fucking Chad is annoying me right now. It's time to go. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we see that Wonder Woman tells Bruce about the first. So we we get this really cool scene, but the first time when Darkseid comes to Earth, and so we see that he we see this giant war between the humans. So like it's like a, a bunch of human tribes, like Vikings. I forgot what you call the. Like the Chinese warriors, I think those were Mongols. Yes, that's what it is. We see but them Mongolian, not Chinese. At- Atlanteans, Am- Amazonians, the Greek gods, which I mean that was pretty cool to see. Zeus, Ares, Hades, uh, Artemis, which we, which is why her arrow was there earlier. We also see one Green Lantern who supposedly is Yalingur, or Gur, yeah, something like that. Some old Green, Green Lantern from like the sixties. I don't know, but eventually, but during this fight, uh, we see that that Green Lantern dies and his ring flies off, and so at one moment, Darkseid's about to ca- grab it, but Artemis shoots him in the chest with an arrow. So I'm guessing that arrow that Diana found earlier in the film, I mean, which was actually later in time. But anyway, that arrow that in the film that uh, Diana finds is probably the same arrow. I don't know, but um, we see that Ares actually stops Darkseid with a blow to the right shoulder of his axe, which is basically like, I mean, yeah, if you get hit in the uh, collarbone with an axe, yeah, you, you would fucking, like, almost die, too. I mean, yeah. And, I mean, my man's out there, yeah. literally of no protection. I, this this is the type of guy that goes on a bike ride without a helmet. Like, what a douche. Don't take care of your own safety. So we see that uh, in a slow-mo scene next, because we cut back to normal time, that... uh. Barry Allen, the Flash, saves Iris West from a fatal car crash with an 18-wheeler. And so I'm sure we'll see more of this in the Flash film. Because that's supposed to be like a Flashpoint film. And that's going to like reset. Because what Warner Brothers wants to do is they want to make their films like the MCU where it's all connected. It's all built up to this one giant universe. But like they have like the Snyder Cut and all these like like falsehoods. Javi, stop playing that fucking music. So we have like all these. Yeah, that's we have all these like false things in the films that, that don't really connect. So like they want the Flashpoint to connect it all and like erase some of the other things because I mean Flashpoint that's what it does. Barry Allen goes to the past, saves his mother, fucks up the future, goes back, kills. I like. I, does he kill his mother and lets his mother get killed? I think he lets his mother get killed again. And, and Wait, either, that would be dumb to go back in time and just kill your mom. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, he arrives like two minutes after Barry just saved his mother. So like as soon as that Barry left, he just stabbed his mom. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> I would like to see that HBO series. But um, anyway, yeah, that, that leads into that. So we see that Stefan will force some parademons to take host- some hostage Atlantean guards. And we actually see something pretty cool. They use a mechanized Starro because... So if you don't know who Starro is, he's the giant like starfish and the first issue of the Justice League who, who like can basically mind control everybody when the starfish is on their face. 
and what you're actually going to see in the uh, James Gunn Suicide Squad movie coming up soon. I mean, Star is a pretty cool villain. I mean, it's a starfish. It's like Patrick Star taking over the world. But uh, anyway, so we see uh, a struggle between Victor Stone and his father because, you know, his father basically brought him back to life because Victor Stone was technically dead. I think he was on life support, and my man goes, no. We're going to use it. We're going to use a sentient cube and bring him back to life. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so we can, again, like like I said, Cyborg, now he's like messing with his powers. He can basically do whatever the fuck he wants. So we see that Barry gets to talk to his father in prison again, and we see that his father, because... Wait, 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 I got, wait, I got a question. Yes. How, how does his dad, like, bring his son back? And while he's doing that, he's like, you know what? What if I also gave him the ability to crash the U.S. economy? I mean, like, I want not? my son to live, but like, you know, I'm just going to add a nuclear support as well. You know, like, you, you might need that. Like, when you're looking in your scout book of how to be prepared, you need nuclear codes. Yeah, it's like, let, let's, 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 let's bring this dude back who's going to be pretty pissed at me, and he's going to be a bit emotionally distraught because his mom just died. Let's also give him access to the world's arsenal of nukes. I have no, I see no reason why this could go wrong. Exactly. It's 13 reasons why cyborg. <laughs> so we cut to a scene where Barry Allen, the flash again, goes to go see his father in prison. And then again, he's in prison because the, like the, his, the story is, is that one night Barry came home and he found his mother was dead. His father got wrongly convicted of the murder of his mother. When in reality it was actually reverse flash from the future going to kill his father, which makes Barry become the flash. Now, if you're thinking about this, yes, that makes no sense because there would have to be a flash first for Eobard Thawne, reverse flash, to get obsessed over and go kill his mother. So, yes, I'm not going to explain that. I don't know how that works. We'll see in the Flash movie when I break it down. Okay, so anyway, we but right before Barry Allen leaves because uh, his time's up because, you know, in jail, you don't get like a fucking like three hours to talk to your people. He says, make your own future. And we see Barry actually do this later on in the film. We see that Batman goes to recruit the Flash, and the Flash says yes because he's lonely. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. yeah you just... I, just want, I just want a group of friends. Uh, not sure about the fighting an interdimensional being, but is that what friends do? I never really have them. Yeah, okay. So we see that Lanteans and Mary get attacked by Steppenwolf. Aquaman comes in the last minute and actually almost stops Steppenwolf, but Steppenwolf grabs, like, the second mother box and just escapes through a boom tube. So, I mean... That was a pretty cool scene between Aqua and uh, Aquaman and Steppenwolf, but I'm still like kind of like wondering when Aquaman sees Mara and uh, Aquaman, the solo film. It's like they don't know each other yet; they've seen each other in this film. Like that's still something like a continuity error that hasn't been fixed. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty. But then she also says that her father died, like during like that fight during some fight but you know her father's alive in aquaman so you know, is aquaman said before or after justice it said after okay so uh seven uh, basically goes back to the facility tells the sod that the he find out that the anti-life equation is actually on earth it's within earth was that what he said and so dark side actually appears and he says he wants because that's what dark side's been looking for he wants the uh anti-life equation because then dark side can rule the whole multiverse which we actually see what the is what the anti-monitor wants in crisis on infinite earth now if you haven't read crisis on infinite earth maybe don't read it because it's like a 12 book issue a 12 issued book comic book where they basically bring all the 80s 70s 60s things from the comics from dc and put it all into one world so it's pretty confusing in some aspects. It's pretty annoying at some aspects. But if you've ever seen that one photo of Superman holding dead Supergirl, that's where this is from. But uh, anyway, so we see that Martha Kent goes to meet with Lois to tell her, uh, yeah, bitch, stop crying like a little hoe. And we actually see when uh, Martha Kent walks. Javi, I swear to God, this is not like little baby time. You're not like saying a lullaby to anybody. Enough with the music. So we what? see. It's not baby time. We're not putting Some the babies to sleep. Some fucking music box is playing when you're, 
Mike, do you not hear that? No, I don't hear it. My mic's lighting up. I don't hear the music. Well, you better start hearing it. Is it you're not going to hear anything anymore. Hobby, it's... Is it off? Yes, now it is. It's like It's like watching... Nope, now it's back. Oh, well, okay. I fixed it. Should be done. So it's like whenever the scenes in La Llorona, and you see... You hear oh like God, you, no. you hear music coming and then she just appears. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so anyway, <laughs> we see that uh, Martha Kent like walks out of Martha Kent walks out of um, uh, Lois's apartment room, I guess. <laughs> and we actually see it's Martian Manhunter, which is also he's also been uh, I guess his role as a human when he joined Earth was a military general, which we've seen from Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. See so that Wonder Woman goes to recruit Cyborg. And they all meet at the, some other facility that Batman's at because it's not the Batcave. It's just some random facility. I'm guessing like some Stark, not Stark, some uh, Wayne, Bruce Wayne facility. So we see that they go to save some people. I don't know. Was it was it an abandoned jail? What was it? It was like in the middle of like the like Gotham Peninsula. That's all I remember. They go to save somebody. They go to like save all the people Steppenwolf has. I'm like, I like, I was confused when watching it. But anyway, they go to save like a bunch of people from Stephen Wolf, and so one of these people is obviously uh, Cyborg's father, and so they save all the people. And there's one thing that I'm glad that they took out of this film. It is they they made uh, the Flash too like too much of a goofy character. I mean. That's his role, is to be goofy, kind of like Spider-Man, but they made him really goofy in Justice League. Like, there's one, scene that pissed, there's one scene that pissed me off in the old Justice League film. It's where the Flash is scared to go fight uh, Steppenwolf. So, if, like, there's a moment where him and Batman are talking, he goes, basically, yeah, <coughs> you don't need to fight. Just go save all the people, then you'll be, and just, like, leave after that. Like, what? Well, why? Why did you add that? That was stupid. I'm glad they got rid of this. Or like the scene where the flash falls on on the Wonder Woman's boobs. Like that wasn't needed. No, just, just stop. Was there, wait, what scene was there? Remember in the old Justice League movie where uh, the flash falls on the Wonder Woman's boobs? I yeah. It's it's been three almost three almost four years since I've seen Josh Whedon's Justice League. That happened. Yeah, it did. It was it was pretty weird. I don't remember that. I must have suppressed that. Louis, okay, Louis, where was it in the Gotham Peninsula where they were trying to save the people? Was it abandoned what? jail? Was it an abandoned jail? Because it was just like in the middle of water. That's all I remember. What are you talking about? Remember uh, in the scene right right after they meet uh, Commissioner Gordon on the rooftop, and Aquaman comes out of nowhere. I'm trying to remember where it was. I I don't remember that at all. I don't know. But anyway, so my, we. My memory of the original Justice League movie is very hazy because, as I stated, it came out like in 2017. But uh, anyway, so we see that uh, they gotta stop Steppenwolf, which I mean doesn't happen. Steppenwolf like fucking almost kills them. And at one moment, he's like, because remember, they're in the middle of the Gotham Peninsula. And so, like, Stephen Wolf, like, Batman just has a, no, not Batman. It's either Batman, no, yeah, Bat, it's Batman's, like, it's not a bat car. It's like a bat, like, wall climber, but on fucking stairs. So imagine the Batmobile, but if it could climb, a, like, a, like, a wall, like the Grand Canyon, but on steroids. But that that's what this is. So I guess it's, like, the bat crawler. I don't know. <laughs> But at one moment, Cyborg, like, hacks it, shoots a nuke, like, a fucking nuke, at nuke slash missile at uh, Steppenwolf. And Steppenwolf just grabs the missile, like, one-handed. My man, like, Chad right here. Just, like, fucking, like, throws it into the wall. Water comes gushing out of nowhere. Aquaman, like, just stops it with his, with his trident, which is actually his mother's trident. But we see him gain the actual golden trident in uh, the Aquaman movie. So this is actually we see in this scene that Aquaman's actually coming to help them instead of uh because he I guess he thought about what he said and what Volko said uh, in the earlier scene. So he's actually coming to save uh the Justice League now. So that's that's pretty nice. And so they 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 they, they saved everybody, but uh I mean they didn't stop Stephen Wolf. Now he has two 
mother boxes. So that's just another thing to add into your Play-Doh dough. Little stick right there. Okay, so next we see that um, they realize, yeah, no, uh, Superman, it, they're nothing without Superman. So they they go to Star Labs until, like, it's, they sneak into Star Labs. Like, the only sneaky part was when they used a fake ID for the Flash. Other than that, they're just a bunch of, like, I guess superheroes walking around in Star Labs in, like, their full gear. Like, that's not very sneaky. You would think Star Labs has cameras everywhere, but apparently not. So anyway, we see that uh, they go in there, they go to Superman's ship. I, the, they dug up Superman's body, which I'm pretty sure is illegal to dig up somebody's body. On, only in certain states. Oh, okay, okay. Pretty sure it's legal in New Jersey. Did they bury him there? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh. They buried him in Smallville, so that's fictional. But uh, anyway, so they go in there, they go Superman ship, they just lay his body in like a bunch of orange juice. And so the plan the plan is they're going to use the third mother box. And at the exact moment of where it touches like the orange juice, the Tropicana orange juice, that, that is when the Flash has to touch like electricity with uh, to like bring him back to life. So it's like those shocker things in the hospital that bring people back to life. I forgot what they're called. Oh, crash set. A cra they're talking I mean, about a crash set. So we actually see that when the Flash does that, he's actually... So this is actually very different because there's a lot of differences between this film and the Justice League film from 2017. So one of the differences is in the old Justice League film, Barry is exactly on time when he touches the cube, exactly as it hits the thing of uh, orange juice. But in this film, it's very different. The flash is actually a couple seconds late. So as he's going down to touch it, he reverses time a bit. So to where it exactly touches it, he electrocutes that. So when he electrocute, like when he reverses time, technically, the cyborg has a vision because this is technically after, but also before at the same time. So cyborg has a vision, just like how Tony Stark has a vision in Age of Ultron. And so we see that uh, Darkseid is on his throne just sitting there menacingly. He's probably taking a shit, probably like a throne slash toilet. Wonder Woman is dead. And so a lot of people are, if you really don't know this, I mean, most people do, but some people are wondering why she has coins on her eyes. It's actually like a Greek uh, tradition to when you die, you put like uh, coins on your eyes so you can get across the river of Styx, which is basically the river you cross when you die and go to the underworld because you're paying the little boat person. I mean, that's kind of a rigged system. Like, how did the gods just sit down one day and go, you know what? Let's scam the dead people. I'm happy with that. So, uh, anyway, another part of this uh, dark nightmare is that we see that Darkseid actually stabs Aquaman with the golden trident, which would make sense because Aquaman takes place after this. And then this is supposed to be a trilogy, but we don't know if that's going to happen because after this movie came out, like, the day it came out, there was, like, a lot. And, like, you can go online and just see the amount of people that watch this and are supporting the, the Snyder Cut. So, But a lot of the DC execs or Warner Brother execs said no. But the HBO execs are saying yes. And HBO execs are higher than the Warner Brothers execs since they own them. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I imagine Warner Brothers might just be like, listen, guys, if you want to pay for it, you, you can do it. And they're going to do it anyway. And Warner Brothers could, fuck, man. But uh, anyway, so Aquaman's dead. And during the scene, after he gets stabbed, you actually see Darkseid using his Omega Beams to, like, disintegrate just some Atlantean guards. I mean, it, Omega Beams are pretty cool. You know, like, those lines on, like, those, like, whenever you go to a restaurant, and it's, like, the really weird, like, puzzle. Imagine that, like, those black lines that you got to, like, the puzzle that you got to get through. Imagine those lines, but they're his laser beams. That's what they look like. But uh, anyway, so we a part of this, we also get to see Black Suit Superman cradles a charred body, which is probably Lois Lane, cutting back to the scene where um, in Batman versus Superman, where Armored Flash comes and tells Bruce Wayne in his nightmare that she is the key, meaning Lois. Also cutting back to Injustice. When Lois. When jo when Joker killed Lois Lane, Superman like absolutely lost his shit because Lois Lane was pregnant with his son. 
And during this scene, we actually see something pretty cool that Darkseid confronts Superman. So that means he's he's just confronting him. He's not, in, compared to the comics, he's not using the anti-life equation to convert Superman over. He's using, Superman's using his own free will to turn against the Justice League. So we also see when Superman gets revived now, so we're cutting back to normal time compared to the dark, the nightmare scene. So we see that Superman gets revived and he starts attacking the Justice League members. But he stops because Lois is there, and again Lois is the key. He flies off with her, and so the rest. And so we see that during this, he goes and sees his mother. And mind you, he hasn't seen his mother since the photos that uh, Lex Luthor showed him of Batman versus Superman, because he didn't save his mother. Well, he wanted to go save his mother, but Dark, but uh, not Dark Side. Uh, Doomsday stopped him, and Batman went and saved his mother. And so Stephen Wolf goes in like during all this like an absolute dick that he is goes and just steals the third mother box while everybody is distracted but before uh he does this um uh cyborg's father stylus stone actually does something very smart he like basically turns on the mother box that way like mark like pinning it uh so you know like i don't know how to say this but it's like showing off this amount of radiation so that way because he probably figured that while Superman was being revived, that uh, the mother box is going to go off and they need to find the third one. So basically, uh, he locks himself in this little room with a laser where um, Dark or Steppenwolf was. And he, like he's making the uh, he's he turned on the uh, turned on the mother box, which Steppenwolf can f come and find and steal it real quickly. And he just kills himself and. And the name for for cyborg, so they can find it later. So cyborg was a little pissed, but eventually they realized why that happened. So uh, next, we sh now that he has all three mother boxes, he can start the alignment. So that's not pretty cool because that can just fucking destroy your world, just kill every living thing on it. So the Justice League goes and decides to stop attack Stephen Wolf at the facility wherever they start. Uh, Stephen Wolf is. Um, because, you know, they don't want everything on the Earth to die. So eventually we see Superman go to his ship again. And we see that him look through all his suits. And we see that a pod's open, which we've seen in Man of Steel, which might be pointing to Supergirl. Who knows? Because we did see her get cast recently for the DC, for some DC movie. We don't know what. And so we see that um, they basically do get through pretty far off at Superman. But uh, there's a scene where... Uh, Cyborg's trying to stop the alignment, but uh, he can't because he needs Superman's help. And he also needs the Flash to come shock him at a good moment, like to like boost him a little bit. And so Superman just like comes out of nowhere. And because Stephen was trying to like stop uh, Cyborg from stopping the alignment, and Superman just stops the axe. He goes, Not impressed. And he just fucking breaks uh, Stephen Wolf's axe. Like, I'm pretty sure Stephen Wolf was pretty pissed. Like, that axe could have cost a lot of money. He probably went to Hot Topic and bought that thing. That probably thing cost probably $300. Yeah, it's like, you ever just break your weapon while trying to fight something? You're like, oh, God, how, oh, that, do you know how much this cost? And that is why we Dude, use cheap cool. lightsabers and lightsaber fights. And uh, <laughs> uh, we, so we see, see Superman in his black suit, which we saw from Reign of Superman, where he comes back to life in that series. So we see him, like, basically just fucking destroy Stefan Wolf here, like he does not hold back at all. He la he even lasers off one of his horns. Like Superman was not messing around. Like shit. And, but another thing that we've seen in this movie is a lot more blood. We didn't see any blood in Justice League. We saw a ton of blood in this movie. That's also because this is rated R. And and later in the film, we see Batman say the fuck word. I mean the f word. So that was pretty nice to see. I mean, I guess. Not really, but cool. But uh, anyway. <sighs> so anyway, we see that uh, there's a window. Because remember I said Barry, he need uh, the Barry, not Barry, the Flash was trying to help uh, Cyborg because he needed that boost. And so we actually see that he couldn't get that boost because some parademon, because he was like running around the whole area trying to like start supercharge his speed. We see that he gets stopped because some parademon just shoots him and like the side. And I want to say this is like a third degree burn. Like you can see bone or like like the internal flesh in this wound. But anyway, 
So Barry just stops and he can't do anything. So we actually see for a moment compared to the old film, because in the old film they just won, they just defeated Darkseid and nothing happened. I mean, not Darkseid, they defeated uh, Steppenwolf and nothing happened. But in this film, we actually see that um, they lost. Darkseid won because a boom tomb opened up. We saw Darkseid about, about to walk through. We saw the whole earth like just turn, turn to fucking like white. But the Flash actually stopped himself. I want to say he's using the speed force because he just puts out his hand at that moment. There's like just a blue wave over him. And so he was telling himself, he's like, he. so I'm guessing the Flash has made his own rules because he said he's going to break his rule. I guess this rule's on time travel. And so I'm guessing the Flash at some moment like did his own stuff and was messing around. So we see that he's he's he know he knows what to do. I mean, he knows how to get things done. He knows he know he knows his stuff. He knows how to work his powers. So we see that he actually goes back in time and resets it all. And so at, and he goes and helps supercharge uh, Cyborg. Superman stops him. And so we see that Aquaman goes and. And Superman like punches, like up, uppercuts a uh, Steppenwolf. Aquaman stabs him through the chest, and then we see Wonder Woman slice off his head. The head rolls into the dark side, the boom through the boom to to Dark Side. Dark Side just steps on his head, break breaking off the other horn. Dark Side's pretty pissed. Like he goes, "I guess we'll use the old ways then." I don't know, something like that. And so that was the end of this move. That was the end right here for part six, basically. And so we see the epilogue, or the epilogue, I don't know how the fuck you say it, but we see that uh, Stylus, so we hear Stylus' voiceover, because earlier in the film, uh, Stylus has like a voice, like he has a voice recorder for uh, Victor, and he's talking to him, and he doesn't finish like talking, because he, he doesn't finish listening to it, because he starts actually talking about like his fatherly things to him, and we see that there's like a giant football game, because uh, Victor was the football quarterback for Gotham. Community college, I want to say, but he was really good. He was a southpaw when he was left-handed, so same crap. And so uh, there's a scene where Victor's like using his power, and the first thing he looks at is his left hand because when he when he was looking at the football game that he won, he noticed his father wasn't there, and so I'm guessing his father wasn't there a lot of times because he's too busy worried about uh, his work. And so his mother was there, and so they got in a car crash, and so the first thing Victor did was use his left arm stop them like i guess it's it's the protective thing that he did like but his mother died and so he i guess he like blames his father for all that we see that when he actually finally listens to this part of the recording with his father as it plays over the epilogue i guess he kind of forgives his father especially when his father just like killed himself so cyborg could stop uh steppenwolf so we so we see cyborg mess with his powers a little bit so we see uh and finally accepting his dad again due to the sacrifice, we see Ryan Choi, who eventually in the comics becomes the Adam, so just think the Ant-Man. Uh, he takes over Star Labs because, again, uh, Sylvester, what, not Sylvester, okay, Cyborg's father was in charge of Star Labs, but he's dead, so. And so, that was all gonna, like, Ryan Chop kept appearing in this movie, and it was all gonna appear into, the, it was all gonna, like, bleed into, like, uh, this Adam movie that Zack Snyder had planned, which was an all, like, Chinese or Asian cast. So we see that Batman's on top of his giant fucking huge bat tank, which we've seen from the Dark Knight comics. And compared to the Dark Knight comics, we also see like near like the bottom of his tank, he has some mutants tied up. So like for a majority of like these movies that Zack Snyder has from it being dark, it's like a lot of it he's taken from the Dark Knight comics. And so like the Batman versus Superman scene technically. And so we see another scene where uh, we saw this as an end credit for Justice League where... Uh, it's actually a different scene, but we see that uh, uh, Lex Luthor's out of jail, and so he's talking to Do a Deathstroke, and he basically tells Deathstroke uh, Batman's secret identity, revealing it, which would which would have set up the new the Batman movie of Ben Affleck. But uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. It all depends on what they do with the Snyderverse, and because right now the Batman movie is the one with Robert Pattinson coming out later, which I'm really excited for, and then we see. Uh, then we cut to let me just skip the page that I messed up we skip to a dream that Batman is having oh wait hold on I forgot something we cut to uh, Barry going to see his father again and we see that Barry is a CSI agent now which is what he does in the comics he works for G 
Central City uh, Police Department as a CSI agent because Barry in the comics is very smart. And uh, so we see that uh, in this dream world that Batman has on his team Cyborg, Mara, Armored Flash, which we've seen Batman versus Superman thing, and Deathstroke. And so they go to see the Joker and they're talking to the Joker. And Joker is basically taunting Batman about how he sent the boy Wonder because in this universe, uh, the first... The first Robin, uh, Dick Grayson, died compared to the second Robin, uh, Jason Todd. And so he and so Joker offers a truce card, which is basically his Joker card, which is the exact same card from uh, uh, the Dark Knight from uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. And so but we actually see that Batman has a piece of leverage on Joker here as Harley Quinn's death. But it all gets stopped by the evil Superman, which I mean which we've seen in the other nightmare sequence. So we see that like when he's talking, when Batman's talking to the Joker and earlier in this film, we see that Batman actually is dealing with like the struggle of uh, the people that he killed. And I mean, I guess that kind of just, and I mean, a lot of people are pissed when Batman had the gun. I mean, Zack Snyder goes, I mean, think about it. We're in the real world. Batman will use a gun at one moment, but I I can see why people are pissed because Batman's rule is he doesn't, his rule of thumb is he doesn't use a gun. So I think by adding this scene, it kind of, I don't want to say justifies, but kind of like comes full circle with it in a sense. But uh, we we see that Bruce Wayne wakes up again, just like he did in Batman versus Superman, and he meets Martian Manhunter, who just like pops out of nowhere in front of his house. I mean, maybe he's the pizza delivering man, the Amazon package man, who knows. And so he says he, he wants to join the Justice League and that his parents would be proud of him. And this ties into the last part of the podcast today, the underlying theme, which I do for every movie. Even if it's four hours long. Even if. So the underlying theme here today is redemption. So we see that, for example, Batman uh, wants to redeem himself for basically getting Superman killed. Because he knows the world just falls apart without Superman. Barry needs to redeem his father for being wrongly convicted. Stephen Wolf is trying to redeem himself for failing Darkseid previously and just wants to go home. Aquaman, because we see in this epilogue also that Aquaman goes home to finally see his father which is where Aquaman takes starts up. So we see that Aquaman eventually gets redeemed by himself in his own film in Aquaman. So we also see that Cyborg's father gets redeemed. He redeems himself to Cyborg at the very end. So that is Schneider Cut. That is four hours long, and that is 47 minutes of a podcast. Got it a lot quicker done, I thought. I'm pretty proud of that. So, uh, guys, what did we think about it? Uh, well, I... I... I thought the two hours that I watched were boring as hell. Yes. Yes. You got to finish the other two hours and then you'll like it. Yes, I didn't actually know we were doing this tonight until it was too late to watch the rest of the movie. If it's two hours and it's boring, it's going to be boring for the rest of the other two hours. No, it picks up, Javi. It picks up. Yeah, but if the first two hours are trash, then that's a negative experience because I'm not going to... It's like it's like telling you, okay, walk through the thorns because after you do that for a little bit, there's a really nice view. I mean, I do that. I, I, was, I was falling asleep during Josh's explanation. Oh, is that why you were asleep? I was falling asleep. Well, okay, well, also, that's not my fault. Okay, but anyway, other than it being two hours... Okay, so this is this is what I think. I don't I don't know if we're gonna talk about this like in a in a riddle me this episode, but I think they should keep the Snyderverse because now they're doing like the thing with hashtag restore the Snyderverse. But it comes to an extent to where six hour movies. But no, 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 don't make it like four hours again. But I'm saying like give bring like bring back his universe, make it like an Elseworld thing where you have like multiple different universes, but you can still keep producing different films. Like you can have a Joker sequel another Robert Pattinson Batman movie. You can have Zack Snyder's films, but you can also have like your DCEU normal movie timeline. Like I can understand that. Don't be using the flash and just destroying everything. Cause that's not going to bring you money or that's not going to bring you fans. That's just going to destroy what you're trying to build. And you don't need to be exactly like Marvel. No, that's no, it's just stupid. Make your own thing. Make Elseworlds. That would make sense. Like that. I would be interested in seeing Zack Snyder's uh, thing being fulfilled. I want to see his view. His view actually interests me. It kind of reminds me of the Injustice games. 
it's pretty interesting because in this movie he actually filmed with somebody a Green Lantern scene, the John the John Stewart Green Lantern, but the video the execs said no because they didn't want him. We didn't, they don't want that, which I mean is kind of wrong, but I, I can un also understand why would you just bring Green Lantern out of nowhere? But they should they should keep the movies going. I mean I don't, I don't see why not. But the one thing I don't think they should do is the dev is the David Iyer cut of Suicide Squad because I. I don't think there's any way to make that movie better. That movie is just sucked ass. I don't ass. think they're going to do it anyway because haven't aren't they already hitting the reset on a Suicide Squad movie with the new one coming out? No, it's not like – okay, so James Gunn said it's not a sequel, but it's also not redoing the first one. It's just, I guess, a like, loose continuation. Yeah, but come on. They're, the first, they're calling it The Suicide Squad. They're not trying to make it sound different. Well, the first one was just called Suicide Squad, Louie. Yeah, and this one's called The Suicide Squad. So it's different. Depending on, depending on context, you could you could confuse these two for the same movie. Because if I'm like, hey, did you watch The Suicide Squad movie? Which one am I talking about? Am I talking about the one from 2018 or the one from 2021? No, you just got to say, did you watch The The Suicide Squad movie? Yeah. The Suicide Squad. They're, they're giving it a... I, they're they're already like hitting a reset on the Suicide Squad and trying again. But anyway, I, I don't think there's any way you could make the the original Suicide Squad movie any good. That movie just sucked ass. Like, there's nothing about it that could be made good. I I, I just remember it, it sucked balls. It wasn't yeah. funny. It was it was kind of ass. Like Killer Croc. No, it was it was disgusting. The long, only interesting thing about the movie was the scene with Batman, the Joker, and Harley Quinn, or the scene between Captain Boomerang and the Flash. Like those were pretty cool scenes. Other than that, I don't give a shit about them. But uh, other than that, guys, I hope we had a fun 50, uh, 50 minutes with Josh breaking down a four-hour movie that you should all go watch. Um, due to some scheduling conflicts, we'll be doing a. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier episode two this Saturday. Maybe by then we'll have our Twitch thing set. I don't know, but uh, we might be breaking down something other than uh, Kong versus Godzilla. We'll see what we break down. Because uh, due to scheduling conflicts, we're going to have to do other things. We're going to have to break down Kong versus Godzilla the following week, so we'll see what we'll break down. Maybe we can go break down Man of Steel. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see, but uh, anyway, have a, have a fun guy. Have a fun night, guys. Other than that, thank you.